hear about people making it in real estate all the time. But you've been intimidated. You've psyched yourself out for no reason. This is Red Mike. To be a pro, you need to hear from the pros. And here they are, Damon Williamson and Trey Stewart. Okay, welcome again to the Red Mike Dallas podcast. Today, I think we could all agree that we have um, the most favorited housewife with us. The most famous person we've ever had on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The one one that we all like the most. I'd say we put it that way. Yep. Yes. (laughs) You're my favorite. Welcome, Stephanie Holden. I am really likable. (laughs) (laughs) This is very exciting for me because I do a podcast with Stephanie every week called Weekly OCBS. We've done it for five years now. Uh Wow, what an accomplishment. So, but I've never interviewed you. I've always interviewed with you or I've interviewed for you. This is this is real interesting. We all just sit there talking trash about everything that week. This is either going to go bad for Damon or Stephanie. I don't know which one yet. Well, but Trey and I have pissed so many people off on our podcast that you know. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, that's exactly. That, we? That's exactly what's not going to happen yeah. today. We're not going to piss many people off, but we'll probably piss off a few. Just a few. Yeah. No, I, I'll I'll preface this with um, my wife watches The Real Housewives, all of them, twenty four seven. Big fan and. uh I've watched some, and I did watch the Dallas. So the Dallas side of things was entertaining. Uh-huh. I loved your dynamic with um, Frank. Brady at the beginning of everything. Where y'all, what did y'all call it? Jesus juice. That was the first time I've ever heard that term before. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have our Jesus juice at one o'clock in the afternoon while we're pushing each other on kids' trikes. <laughs> <laughs> I always cracked up at that. And uh, you know, anyway, so I knew of you, and then I met you uh, through Trey. Uh, recently, and um, I, I told Trey, I said, let's bring Stephanie on, man. She's fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, fun. I'm glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah. So season one, um, my husband had done some uh, work on TV shows in the past. Like, he did Bully Beat Down with MTV, and then he did... Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so he's <laughs> done, like, some TV <laughs> stuff in the past. So you didn't really remember that show. You that show? <laughs> did you ever see it? No. Oh, Trey, my God. It was it. so it's, funny. Yeah. Um, was he on it? No, he like sold it to Mark Burnett. So he oh. like conceptualized it with his friends. They had a, it was called Big Heads Entertainment because he has a really big head. Like, not like he likes it himself, but his head's real big. Um, so, and it, his friend's head was real big too, like size wise, not like they love them some them. Well, they love um, them some them. But I'm also, sure. they do love them some yeah. them. So it made sense. Just two big nuggets, so, is what we're saying. So they had that show, and then they had a movie called Rain with Faye Dunaway and Robert Loja. So whenever they were looking at doing a show in Dallas, Brandy and I had nothing better to do with our life. So we were auditioning and making an absolute fool of ourselves because we did not think anything would happen. And he told me, even Greenlit, there's like a 5% chance this will ever make it on air. So we talked about pooping and farting and like made real big fools of ourselves. And then it did go to air. (laughs) And I remember the first episode on Twitter and people were like, I don't know if this is real or if this is like a, you know, Saturday Night Live skit of Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it did come across that way. Yeah, because it was just, we. I think as we, they, they were like, wait, these women are literally talking about the whole time. Yeah, that, that was us. <laughs> um, Bullied Beat Down, by the way, the premise of it was in essence that they had an MMA guy uh-huh. that was the host. Yep. The MMA guy would, somebody nominated a bully for him to go chat with and challenge him to a fight. Yes. And it was like a, it was like a real, like, cage fight, like real. Yeah. What they would really box it out. Yeah. And some of the bullies did it, and yeah. some of the bullies didn't. 
I thought it was so interesting because like they really made those bullies a hated person. So everybody's like, oh, he really kicks his ass. <laughs> oh my God. Which like would make money like the longer they stayed at like per That's right. whatever. They, yes. Yes. Um, was yeah. this like a result of Travis's childhood or what yeah. made him think of this? It may be. I don't and, know how bad I'm not. But maybe, maybe he was like, I'm going to kick some people's butts. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, oh yeah, it was. I actually I, enjoyed it. It was like I mean, a three year thing. <laughs> MTV was such a good channel to watch back then. Oh, yeah. They had everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Robin Big, that was another one at the same time that was mm-hmm. going on that was amazing. Um, but everything that they did was like gold. Yeah. Kind of like Bravo. Bravo does that now. Everything they do is gold. But yeah. Also, like back then, there were, you know, like you really couldn't ruin your life or get canceled. So you could do, I mean, right now, absolutely. if they had like bull- people beating up other people, like it would be probably such a bad thing. But yeah, back then, work. and like you really, yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you the one episode of The Housewives that really got me that you were in was the one where your husband had basically bought a house without you knowing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, bid, he bidded blindly on, a, on an auction that was way under list price. I mean, I can't remember the exact price, but it was millions under. And he got it. Yes. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, Stephanie, I bought a house. You're like, what? You did what? And he's like, yeah. You want to go see it or what? I don't know if you've ever actually told this whole story. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Bravo is really good at wanting it to be like as entertaining as possible. Now, right. by being honest, um, Travis did get the brunt of a lot of stuff because like, he did not care what people thought of him. So he did call me. We were doing an event. I looked at it like a few days before. Oh, you did. So I actually did see it. But nice before, Bravo wasn't there to capture it because I don't know why. I feel like a lot of people would tell them what was going on in their life. I just never did. I lived my life and told them afterwards. Yeah. Um. And so I did see it a few days before. And I wasn't 100% sold because there was a lot I wanted to do. And it was very single person. Like it was I, a big house, but it was very much forcing. But this is still when it was like listed. It wasn't it was, an auction yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. It was oh, listed. got it. Got it. Got it. Um. And then... It was going on auction like a few days later. And with these auctions, you have to put like a certain amount of money in for the opportunity to bid. I think it was maybe like $100,000 or something. And Travis put it in. And the realtor was actually our next door neighbor who since died, rest in peace. Um, And uh, she told Travis there are these other two people coming in that were going to be like millions over than what we paid for it. And uh, so he was bidding. I was filming at Kendra Scott mm-hmm. down the street. And then he called me and he was like, it's at this price. There's like two minutes left. Um, What do you think if I put the bid in? He was like, worst case scenario, we could easily sell it because it's way under what, than what the lady told us. And I was like, okay, do that, but nothing else. And we ended up getting in. It. And his bid was like half of what it was listed yes. for. Right. Yeah, it was like very... You know what's so crazy? I feel like a lot of times when people do those luxury auctions, they lose the they ass. lose their yes. Oh, exactly. there's exactly. we Trey and I know this firsthand. There is a guy around the DFW area, and I'm not going to name his name, but he does auctions on houses that are worth million, two million, lists them for two hundred thousand. It's crazy. So then they have all these people that can't afford it. All these people are like bidding. Oh my god, I'm going to get this million dollar house for two hundred thousand. Of course, it's got a reserve. Yeah. Nobody's getting it for under a million, you know. Uh-huh. But this guy's just like. Oh yeah, no, we're just building the database and all this. So I, it's like every and and of course they'll come on and then come off and come on and then come off because nobody's getting the reserve. Yeah, because they're they're pitching it wrong or they're just doing it like it's some value play. It never happens. Yeah, there was y'all one. Are, y'all are the exclusion. And yeah, yeah, well, you won. You got you were on the yeah. good side of the auction. We won. We got it for a really good price. 
I we I didn't love it enough to pay what they were asking. It needed for our family a lot of work. I think if you're like a single person, great house for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was a really cool house, um, but not for a family. Like there was no, they had two kitchens, but no laundry room. If you have children, you need a laundry room, right? They had like a more of a closet laundry room, which yeah. I had like in college in my, you know, <laughs> like small apartments. And they had, what else did they have that was, they really didn't have a pantry. No. Like if you have a family, you need a pantry. So there were certain things we had to build into it. Do you remember, who was the builder? Something Is that his name? I think so, yeah. He built it as like his gay party house. Yes. Really? Like that's, so that was, this is fun thing. Yeah. Like that's why there was a pool in the middle and because he was gay and he would throw these like, like brothels at this house, but he wouldn't live there. And then the third car garage was air conditioned and it has like a closet in it and a bathroom. And he had his boyfriend living in the garage because he didn't want him in the main house. Yeah. And he could only go like through the garage and in the back um, of the house. Mm -hmm. So now we have a hallway that gets to that area. Um, But also he would rent it out. So there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of, um, things written about the house where the neighbors were getting mad because he would rent it out for weddings, bachelorette parties, like all these venues. And it's not a commercial property, but he was using it to make money. Um, so there was- Is there an HOA? Huh? No. Is there an HOA? No, but I think the neighbors were just, they were smart enough to just have a bunch of mean articles written about it. Yeah. Like, and I think eventually he just- Give him some bad reviews on his Google page. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But they but they said that the neighborhood was crazy because he would have events all the time. Like he would just kind of use it more as like a, a rental facility for different venues. All right, well, I'll tell you this. The one thing that that house had that I've never seen in my entire life in another house is a pool in the entry. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And it doesn't have that anymore because- <laughs> you should never have a pool in your entry. <laughs> it's like, come on in. And well, it's still right there. Out. It is. We okay. So the weird thing is, is he sold it to this lady, and she has fat. She has amazing taste, and he covered it. She uncovered it, put in like eight dehumidifiers. There's actual um twenty four karat gold tiles in the pool. So she spent a fortune on it. Then wow. when we bought it, like I can't have my dogs and kids go for a swim every day. So <laughs> we covered it, but then it's still there. You have to put like a stru- like something structural in the pool, or I guess it'll pop. Yeah. Um. So it's still there if we sell one day and somebody wants to swim, you know. So what does it look like right now if you were to walk into the house and uh, look at it? We, we, well, there's couches. There's like two seating areas there. And then we did um, a wood what? flooring where the. Okay, so it's over wood. That. So we had a wood inlay over where it was. Got it. So that you wood's could, not rotting or anything with all the. <laughs> no, and you can pull it up and spend some money to get the pull back if you really want it. Um, I don't think anybody really but wants it. I don't think so. I would, <laughs> but it's you know, but she did, like, she, like, pulled the pull back up. So I'm like, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Trey it's would bizarre. probably pull it back up. And turn it totally I took a few swims. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But also, I don't think it was heated because I remember having to no, go it was. on camera. Was it? Well, it was. We heat it whenever we had to go in there on camera because mm-hmm. it was so cold. Oh, yeah. you know, I actually did an episode where you got in. Well, they, yeah, so they had Travis push me in. And, you know, it would be uh, fine if I didn't know, but obviously they talk about everything yeah. before, and they're like, push her in. And it was, yeah. Travis was like a real jerk in that episode. Yeah, he's, yeah, right? Like, he always got such a bad end of the Yeah. I bought this nice yeah. house with this pull in the entry, and I'm going to push you in. Yeah, and I'm going to push you in it. Yeah, yep. I had no idea. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... That's an interesting. That's an interesting thing. But Trey did tell me that you fully remodeled it, and uh-huh. it's 
now fantastic, right? Yes. I mean, I want to remodel it again because I feel like I don't, every like six, seven years, it's good to kind of go in. Oh, and, just give it a little refresh. Yeah, like, yeah. give it a little refresh. I'd like to remodel like it job. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to wait a few years because we're fresh out of building in Montana. And I just, I told Travis because I was like, if I do it, I want to do it right and go in and not like, you know, kind of cut corners. Because mm-hmm. the first time we did it, I feel like we were just trying to get in. And yeah, yeah there were certain things that. So you added on, you built the garage, mm-hmm. added the yeah. the guest house. Uh-huh. You know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. That big house, all that space, and she has three bedrooms. No. Yeah. You know why? Well, she doesn't want guests. If we build a guest house, it's like an apartment for that has two bedrooms, and we're thinking if our family comes in, we'll throw them there. So that way, you know, we're not super annoyed. We have to realize my father-in-law, God bless him, used to come in and live with us for like months at a time. And at our old house. And I was like, I love your family, but I cannot, I mean, I'm just too old to live with my in-laws. So at this house, I really did keep in mind that I really wanted the minimum amount of heat. Like I wanted to cut bedrooms to stay for more than like four or five days. You're right. You told Travis that if he wants his dad to come, it's going to cost him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's going to cost you a guest house, pal. And then, um, so we did the guest house and then our friend, our, we have a 90, almost six year old man living there. Now his wife died and we kind of brought him in and it worked out perfectly. Uh, Eliminated the guest factor. So then the guest factor, really There's not, so no sad. one coming over. So um, let's talk about the, well, this is Trey's topic, which I which think is, is, what is it? The, the, this is a $10 million question. Oh okay. yeah. For the, for the houses that are 10 million plus. Uh-huh. He, Trey wants to know, which I'm talking for Trey at this point. Yeah. He is, now I know what Trey wants to do. Yep. Which is um, what in your mind is a must-have in a price point that is 10 plus because Dallas recently came out with an article that said across the country, Dallas has in the top five 10 plus million dollar homes sold in 2022, Um, which is crazy, right? Because we're supposed to be known as affordable, (laughs) affordability in Texas. (laughs) Yeah. So as a high maintenance buyer, what is something you look for in a home? Somebody extremely picky. So... Our cart home was not $10 million, so if it's not, I would say make sure you have enough budget to really renovate. Like, if you're not getting a great deal in a house, for me, kitchens are very important. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have a great kitchen. Location's important. Um, every, you know, like, our two cart homes right now, they both have, like, a, they're both amazing properties. Like, our Montana house is on top of a mountain and has beautiful views. I think our current Dallas house has one of the best backyards. It's a very... It's on Turtle Creek. It's I love our backyard. Um, and then I I think you have to have a really good closet, a big closet. Um, and then you have to have a great primary bedroom. Like mm-hmm. I but if I'm spending ten million dollars on a house, I want to walk in and love everything about it. Like yeah. I will not spend ten million and touch a thing. Yeah. And I, I agree with that because you know, we it's 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 shocking to me because just like what you already experienced, these houses that are ultra luxury. Uh-huh doesn't account for taste at all. Yeah. And I'm not going to say uh, everybody who walks in is going to have their own taste and you're going to have your own opinion, of course, but you see some weird shit in these yeah. houses. I mean, really things that you're just like, like, where, where why? You know, it's like mm-hmm. they want, they should build for resale, yes. but also build for functionality. But then some people are like, I don't give a damn. I'm just going like, to build this house the way I want to build it and who cares? And it costs them a lot of money because those are the kind of houses where They'll sit on the market for a long time, and maybe the facade and the location is fantastic, 
But then you walk in and just like what you said, if somebody's spending $10 million, the last thing they want to do is probably renovate for another million plus dollars. And we see that a lot. I mean, that's actually more common than not. Um, usually the ones that I think are really well done are the ones that are builders that build the ultra luxury for spec. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they know what people want. They built a ton of houses. They hear all the, you know, the ins and the outs of what people are really looking for over and over again. And then they, they do that and replicate it and put it into the houses. And uh, I don't think that, you know, your house is like one of them that the guy just said, I'm building it because I want to build it for myself. Yeah. And didn't care about resale. Then you ended up doing a remodel. Um, What's the most expensive house you sold? Nine million. Oh. Where was that? Highland Park? No, it was actually in Preston Hollow and it was right off of uh, Eldon, which is in Fenton. Dallas North Tollway and Walnut, uh, Walnut Hill right at the opposite side of Crespi Estates. And, uh, and I've got, I mean, right now, I've got three 10 million plus buyers that I've been working with for almost a year. And mm -hmm. they're just like, whenever it comes around, we'll pull the trigger. And it ain't coming around yet. You know what house I really like? Your Thank neighbor's you. house. The one right next door. I keep telling Damon that he should like knock on her door and see if she wants to sell that. That's a really cool house. Which one? The one that's for sale or the one that? No, the one right next door to you. That's on like two acres. The one that the people that own the. Mm -hmm. That just sold that across the street. Wait, that house should be for sale, like, very soon. It should be for sale. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. That house will be on the market soon, yes. And it's a great, it's a great property. You guys are in the Dallas great. ISD, not the HP ISD on that section, right? No, so we're not in Highland Park. Um, both of our kids go to private school because they really do go to private school or yeah. move. Yeah. Um, and then um, we are in that area. The crazy thing is there's a house in the corner of Avondale and... Um, Oh my gosh, Trey Oakland? Blackburn or Oak Blackburn. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Blackburn and Avondale, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That we, Travis and I, when we first got married, we lived in. It's the cutest house. I would buy it again if it wasn't so expensive every time it comes on sale. Um, but that's where kind of we had our two kids, so we're literally living like around the corner, corner yeah. from where like our yeah. I've driven by y'all's house like a hundred times, but I've never, like, never. I never saw it when it was on the market or anything. I just saw what they did on Bravo with it. Yeah. Which no, is, it's... which is cool, and um. Trey told me recently that she bought a rental property from him. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I had a rental property in Oklahoma. I bought the house, and then I met Travis, and then six months later I was engaged. And so I really never lived in it. And I was lucky enough to have my dad living close by, and my dad's very type A. And he managed, like, he mowed their yard for them because he knew they wouldn't do a good job. Like, he wanted <laughs> it. So I had my dad kind of taking care of it, and I had three renters. And after the third renter... I was kind of sick of like fixing it up every time it came up for rent. So my cousin moved here from Oklahoma, was looking for a rental property. And there's just not a lot of good rental properties and great locations that aren't an absolute fortune. Like if it's a nice rental property, it's very, very expensive. So I had been looking in Montana for like a VRBO, like some rental property just to have. Um, and then whenever she needed one, I kind of knew what she her budget. And I was like, I will buy a house you can live in it and just yeah. rent from me um so it kind of worked out well, what was the situation though that led to you buying the house well i was going to help her okay i was going to help her because she needed somebody to sign for her right and i really love great family but i really first of all i don't like like having my credit tied with anybody else's yeah. like it it's i'm really weird about that um but i was going to do it and then since I wasn't living there, the guy, who I still am not a fan of, would not <laughs> let 
like he would not let me like sign and pay for it if I wasn't living there, even though he knew I was good for it. So I was like, <laughs> screw you and this like not even nice house, if I'm being honest, if you're listening, sir. I'm gonna buy my own house. Trust me, he's uh, yes, he's gonna listen. I'm gonna buy my own house and she can live there. So it's more of the principle, like if you won't because I She bought a house out of spite, is what she's yeah, saying. She really did. I called trade. I was like, I'm just gonna buy a house. This is what I'm looking for. This is how much I wanna spend. Um, and then I, I think I ended up spending a little bit more than I wanted to to spend because I realized that you really can't get what you're looking for at the price whenever I would pull up into these really nice new homes in the most horrible of neighborhoods. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's really the issue for rental properties in general. The price points don't really justify the rents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's hard to find good properties in like great neighborhoods because if you're not doing a private school or you're not in Highland Park, you want to be in a good school district when you have kids. Mm -hmm. And it was hard for her to find something that wasn't... Where did it... Where did, which city did y'all land it? So we ended up in Grapevine. But it's a Carol ISD though. Yeah. Carol ISD is fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so she's her kids are at a great school, so yeah. it it worked out. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. a cute house. Like I tried to buy something that I would live in, because if I wouldn't live in it, I'm not going to have somebody else live in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Good mindset. You're a good landlord. Yeah. You're like, look, it's such piece a of crap. Game. I'm going to buy a piece of junk for you, but I'd never live in it. Yeah, it gets. <laughs> it was. It was. But it was kind of like. The same thing, like I told Trey, I was like, I don't want something I have to go in and redo because I'm not a handyman. <laughs> and um, so it's it was like redone and perfect. No, and nor is my husband. My husband, God bless his soul, he's not a handyman either. He's good at one thing, though. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. he's a good, like, delegator. Writer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Travis jokes that, like, when he dies, the first thing she needs to do is sell the house because she would just, like, let all the light bulbs burn out. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. It's true. It happens. I mean, the amount of times I've walked into a house that's been neglected because somebody has like either gotten divorced or passed away or something and you have like a single living in there, usually a woman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everything goes down. Everything's gone south. Oh, yeah. No, whenever we did our will like three years ago for the kids and it was pretty much Travis like doing everything and then me just having to sign. Um, he wrote two letters, one to the kids whenever he dies to be open and then one to me. And the one to the kids is pretty much like um, maintain a good relationship. I want you guys to travel, like go somewhere every year on vacation. And it's all about them maintaining a relationship. My letter that he wrote to me is sell the house. She can't afford it. She's stupid. hundred percent. And never marry again. Yeah. And never be miserable, be lonely, yeah, all the things. Okay, so let's talk about Montana, because yeah, this is like your new favorite thing. Uh -huh. So why Montana, not Aspen? Okay, so we looked at Aspen for a few years. First of all, I love Texas, but everybody from Dallas goes to Aspen, right? Like mm -hmm. if you go to Aspen, you're kind of seeing the same people. Well, um, my husband's family started, like his sister um, is a big realtor in L.A., and she bought a place on the lake in Montana. She was like, you guys should look at Whitefish. It kind of has everything. It has a lake, mountains, everything. So then um, we were like, okay, well, we'd never been to Whitefish, Montana before. Then his other sister bought a property in town. So we were working with a realtor, but thinking we would find something and then fly there and look at it and then buy. And the real, and we were like, we want to be on the mountain, but we want a great piece of property with good views. Um, and the realtor called and he was like, I have this like really special piece of property that the there's like two, if you've been to Whitefish, Montana, there are two places to stay there 
um, hotels. And the people that own the hotels um, had this property as a family, and they started fighting um, about what to build there. And instead of continuing fighting, the guy was like, screw it, I'm selling it. So this piece of property came up, and the guy was like, it's going to be gone by tomorrow. So we went ahead and bought it. Never been to Montana, never been to Whitefish. Stephanie negotiated the deal herself. I negotiated it myself. Of the land of Montana. Yes. So it's it was just land. It was just land. Yeah. It was just land. Um, and um, so I negotiated. Travis and I were like, perfect, we'll build something. Because also, Montana is very rustic, and I wanted something a little bit more like mountain modern and not so log home yeah. style. Um, so I negotiated Travis um because travis was traveling and then we bought the property and then i was like oh my god what if this is a horrible property and we had just spent like over a million dollars on a piece of land that we hate so then we flew there and um, never been to the town hopefully thankfully the town was great the property was amazing but yeah broader property sight unseen town unseen so what you're saying is y'all have a habit of buying really expensive things without seeing yeah, them first yeah. Much, okay. yeah yeah it's, it's an yeah. ideal buyer yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like we are i think we're those people that if we decide we want something, we don't really like. We just kind of we're impulsive, I guess. Once we make the decision. See, so what did what did the what did the um, you built a house on and it's done now, right? Yes, yes. Well, they moved in like last week. The, ex the exterior they're still working on. Montana's also very slow, so we kind of realized, and we told our neighbors this to help them out, so they could too move in one day. Is they were going really slow because people that live there you know, live there for more of the lifestyle, not so much the work. Ethic. They're on mountain time. Yeah, they're like totally mountain time as a thing. So we told them, listen, we're going to be in for Christmas. All of our family bought our plane tickets. So either like have this house ready for us or just rent us like really, really nice place VR, and you can pay for it because you didn't get our house done in time. So anyways, they really worked hard and got it done. Um, and I feel like if we did not tell them that, it, we would still be quite a ways from being done. All right, what's the specs? How big is it? It's about 10,000 square feet. It's a quaint little log it's cabin on a mountain. Quaint, yeah. <laughs> it's very quaint. We did, we kind of did opposite of this house. The house we're living in now is more like, I don't really want to entertain. Like, I just want to live here with my family and yeah. I love y'all, but go stay at somewhere else. Um, but that house was all about like sharing it with our friends and family and more. I'm thinking, you know, our kids will inherit it. I want to have grandkids. So I, it's it's a very much an entertaining house. So there's, um, two, let me see, like four um, bedrooms with bathrooms. I would say two primary rooms, like two rooms that are on the main floor. They both have bath. I like a bath. That's another thing about if you're going to spend $10 million on a house, you better have a bathtub or two, right? Like I cannot stand it when people in houses don't have bathtubs. I agree. You have to have that. That shower thing came in too quick and too yes. too excited with everybody. Yes. Just like give a, me a big shower, no bathtub. Yeah, yeah. So we have now they're back. So you have to have two bathtubs. So both of those rooms have bathtubs. And then we have a bunk room that um has six beds in it. So it sleeps nice. comfortably probably ten ten people. Like obviously some of those are kids. Like I enlist, you know, your tray and you invite yeah. friends over and then Yep throw them in the bunk room yeah. yeah but comfortably it would fit like four couples and yeah we're supposed to travel out there and sleep in it i think with trey like next week or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like wasn't there 10 of us Trey? Oh, yeah right <laughs> and i'm planning a birthday trip out there and i'm big up on about in the twin beds yes, yeah yes no it's but no it's fantastic and we had our kids put a lot of um 
thought into it as well because it's you know so we were like what do you want they wanted a like you know like every kid they want like one of those rooms that looks like a bookcase you walk in and then it's a room so their room uh will be that eventually like a little bookcase and then they wanted like um a secret slide we tried to do that it was a little too tight so we have like a three-story climbing wall inside the house that's in a hidden area so it's very like kid friendly yeah um how close is it to town mm -hmm. I mean, it's on top of the mountain, so it's probably about eight minutes. Oh, that's not bad. So, not bad at all. Huh? Well, I, tell you, I can answer Trey's question almost then. Trey's what? question was, why Montana over Aspen? I mean, I know that question. I was just throwing that in there for you guys. So, if you built a $10 million house in Aspen, you'd probably be paying $10 million. Oh. At least. Oh, we're in almost a million. million. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. But there, it's worth so about. Thinking, hey, yeah. give, it, give it three, four hundred dollars a yeah. foot. Not too bad. Oh, no, no, no. It's very, Montana's very expensive. I mean, I would say. Yeah, she is know, a $10 million our, buyer. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, the realtor there said for our property, it's probably between 15 to $20 million. It's what it's worth now? Yeah. Sell it. So. It's so, it is so, you have to, you're allowed to wait. It's so amazing. I. If Travis would probably sell it, I would. I hope we don't. Like, I like it so much more here. I feel like when I was there, I kind of were, like, I wasn't really stressed out. Like, I wasn't thinking, oh, I need to do this, so I need to call these people. Like, I, it's such a, it's such a different vibe in Dallas. Definitely, probably more my style than even Travis's. But it's like, it's amazing. It's amazing. A lot of people don't like the building or the renovation process, but I feel like you've been in that. I mean, well, since you did Turtle Creek and then you went yeah. right into this one. Oh, I don't like the building process, but like it's hard to find what you want if you don't. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Like you also um, have you have you heard of Paws Up out there in Montana? Uh -uh. Paws Up is a ultra luxury like I don't even know how to describe it. A cabin cabin type resort. Um, they bring in like five star chefs for the month oh, that's and like so the nice. top chef winners will come out there and like do a month there. But how they do it is they they take, um, you know, they built all these like luxury style cabins and they're maybe like 1,500 square feet or whatever. And then you rent them for a week. And But the other thing is that they do, it's like all inclusive for meals and then activities. Like during the winter, you can go um, snowmobiling and horseback riding and all this other stuff. And so we did it 10 years ago when the boys were young and we did it during Christmas week. And then we did it consistently like every year for like three years in a row because that Christmas week, they decorate the cabins, they have Santa come to the door, they knock on it, they hand the kids uh, presents. It's a really cool experience. And back then it was affordable. I, I call it affordable. It was still like, I think for the week, it may have been like, you know, five or $6,000 to stay there for the cabin for the week. They want 5,000 at night now. Oh. I mean, it's crazy. It's gotten, it's gotten to the point where you're, you're gonna spend 20 grand for a week there. Those people in Montana are just, Stack in cash. Yeah, they oh, right now they Good are. grief. They have, um, for that little small town, they have a lot. Yeah, there's like a few billionaires that live there. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They Any famous people? Huh? Any famous people? I don't know. I heard our one of our neighbors was like played football or something like NFL. I don't know who he is. I wouldn't like, know who that is. Travis met him. He said he's like six four and real attractive. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Travis said he's very attractive. He's like, he's Dude, yeah, he was like, he's very good looking. You're going to be that yeah. widow with a $10 million house next door. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, huh. that one. Interesting. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's a really, it's it's an interesting place. But I, uh, I do think it's gotten a little bit more popular than whenever we first bought it. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of people. How long did it take to build? Like, oh my gosh, two and a half years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That would not take two and a half years in Dallas, but they probably had to bring out the material on horse and buggy. Until you're <laughs> well, and until you're snowed in, like until you have everything closed in this winter, you're you're done for like six months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, like our first winter, we had you know, like the wall. You have to have a roof on, or you're just stopped because it's so cold there, and it's on top of the mountain, so it's snowing nonstop. David, one of the things that surprised me about you is how on the pulse you are with pop culture and housewives. Am I? So I want to test your housewives knowledge while we have a housewife here. And I'm going to have Stephanie read a different, a set of taglines yes. in her tagline voice and see if you can guess of the three taglines, which one was one of hers. Okay. It was hers versus somebody else. So there's three taglines. Uh-huh. One of them's hers. Two of them are not. Okay. Okay. Stephanie, number one. Okay. When you take, Oops, hold on. When you take a shot, always expect a hangover. Okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with the boss because you're going to... Wait, this is... So, obviously, what in the that's world? definitely one don't, of the This saying. is definitely not mine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> don't, don't mess with the boss because you're going to get fired. I'm the girl next door if you live in a big old mansion. I think it's the third one. Yep, that is my... Ding, ding, ding. And one tagline. And my favorite out of all. That was a good one. Yeah, it was just I don't good. think I don't think you would have said if you take a shot, you're gonna have a hangover. That sounds like somebody that has not drank much alcohol. No, <laughs> no, and with your Jesus juice, I decided that that wasn't you. No, that's but that was Lisa Barlow. Number two is Candy Burris. Also, like I don't mess with the boss because you're gonna get fired. Trey, did you pick these out? Because you know, yeah, like, sure did. All right, next set. He's not a boss. <laughs> okay. The only thing messier than two boys is me. Okay, and number two. That right, sounds like Brandy. Doesn't she have two boys? Nope. No. Nope. She has two girls. Well, she has well, three girls now. I married into money, but family is my fortune. Nope. Number three, if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. That's a close one. It's either one or three. Uh, Wait, read them again. Okay, the number first one. Is, though, you have two boys, though, don't you? Yep. Okay, That's number one, the only thing messier than two boys is me. Number two, I married into money, but family is my fortune. I know that's not it. Number three, if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. Okay. I mean, I'm going to go with number one because of the messy boys, but you could have said Jesus. No, I number two, I married into money, but family is my fortune. That was you? Yes. Okay, I didn't know Travis And was... it was really not my favorite tagline. <laughs> um... <laughs> so was that one of the ones where you would like start the episode and it would be like you'd Doing a quick little twirl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the one they had for me that year that I really wanted them to use is, um, what was it? Um, <laughs> something about my boobs may be fake, but I'm the real deal or something stupid. And I just like that they were talking about my fake boobs. I was like, yes, that one. <laughs> you know why I really think that two was right? Because most of the time when people say they married into money, they made a sacrifice on who they married. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think there was a sacrifice with Finn Travis. He's a mm-hmm. nice guy. Oh, no, my, dude. the tagline I wanted that year was, my boobs may be fake, but my struggle is real. <laughs> that was it. She loved it. I was like, it is so bad. I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's the third one? Okay. Number three. Okay. Investing in, dr- okay. Investing in drama is not in my budget. It's number one. Like my that. faith is strong, but my ass isn't bad either. It's number two. <laughs> I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. It's number three. Ooh, that's a good one. The third one could be applied to like every woman on the planet. That's going to be my new email tag. 
Like, <laughs> I may not be right, but I'm never wrong. Trey. Um, I don't know. No. All right, read them one more time. Okay. Investing in drama is not in my budget. My faith is strong, but my ass isn't bad either. Mm. I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. You do have a good ass. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Trey. So, so, that's the blurb of the uh, episode. Um, I don't know. Two? Let's go with the ass. No. Thank you, though, for that. For the confidence boost. I thought Trey was trying to give me a hint on that one. No, investing in drama is not in my Okay, and I like that one, so that would have been my one without Trey's input. Damn it, Trey. See, Trey has to trick you. Okay, I'll tell you, as somebody who did the show, and a lot of people don't know this, if a new Housewife show comes out, and you know their taglines come out before the show comes out, their taglines will tell you a lot about their season. So, for example, um, I really didn't have a lot going on, so I was fourth the girl that lives in a big old mansion. They wanted more drama out of you, but they, you were like, I don't have much this season. But uh, I think the married into money, but family is my fortune is when my father-in-law was not doing well. So they'll tell you a lot. It'll tell you a lot about the person's storyline um, with their taglines. So, mm-hmm. yes. Um, All right, so one last question before we wrap. Is there any potential of Dallas Housewives being renewed. I hope not anytime soon, if it is. I, so I you've really, heard nothing. You know, and I I hope it's like, if it does, I hope it's like Miami and it's 10 years down the road. Um, is that what happened? Yeah, uh-huh. it was like a 10-year time. Wow. Um, they took a gap and then restarted that long? Yeah. Golly. But I don't know. I Personally, I think a lot of girls on our show would love for it to come back. God bless their soul. I'm not <laughs> one of them um, because... I, it's a very I, demanding thing. It's, isn't it? it's super demanding. Well, and right now I I have a twelve and fourteen year old, and my kids are, you know, like, in I think very important stages, like chances and girls, chances, you know, and that's I think a time where your mom really needs to be there for you. Yeah. So personally, I love not doing it right now, and I think the Lord gives you what you need at the right time. And when they were younger, it was fun. They could do it. They're not going to get made fun of at school now. I think it would be very different. I think they would, it would affect them a lot. And I don't really feel like it affected them in a negative way. But I also didn't have them on a lot compared to a lot of other housewives. Like I really, that was one thing that I'm the proudest of is I sold my soul and my husband's, but I never sold my children. Like that was always, if they filmed, it was their, they wanted to do it they got paid yeah. i gave them a day rate yeah they got smart at the end that yeah. they started demanding money yeah it's so a they, good idea there was like a certain yeah, my sons would be I, like i want to be on all the time right and they day rate. ate it to where it was like enjoyable for them and honestly i'm making a paycheck so why shouldn't they make something for their time um but my kids never loved being on camera and i never forced it and i think a lot of kids can grow up um having a lot of problems because they were kind of thrown in the spotlight yeah. without really having a say. Um, great episode. Thanks for coming Thank on, you. Stephanie. Yeah. Give us give us your Instagram. Oh, Steph Holman. That's yeah. That's it. She quit Twitter. <laughs> She's on threads. I'm not on Twitter or X. Is it called X? Are you yep. still holding out on threads? <laughs> I you know, I'm on threads. I said something like day three of threads being there, and then I was like, I hate Twitter. Why am I on threads? 
So you can pull on me, but don't expect much on your ends. <laughs> I don't think it went. I don't think it went as planned. <laughs> don't expect anything. All right, Trey, what's yours? You can follow me at Trey underscore Stewart. We are the agency Dallas on Instagram, and you've been listening to the Red Mite Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next time. Bye. This has been the Red Mike, the weekly podcast where real estate meets reality. On this show, you'll get all the tools and hear from all the pros to set you up for successful real estate ventures. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten something from it. Make sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find us at theagency.dallas, at Realtor Damon, and at Trey underscore Stewart. Catch you next time on The Red Mic.